Hey, everybody. Welcome to this is the first podcast. We are calling this uh, the Gangster Movie Club podcast. This is the first podcast with me today. I have uh, my buddies. I have my buddy, Freddie, from high school. We've been friends since high school. Also, my buddy, Vince, uh, professionally, we do a lot of podcasts together about the gold market. And uh, all three of us, we, we love these mob gangster movies quite a bit. These two gentlemen with me, they know a lot more than I do. Uh, so that's why I'm having them here. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how each of us, how we came to really like and enjoy these movies. Uh, and at the same time, maybe a little bit later, we're all going to go over as it stands, you know, a top 10. So each of us has a list of our top 10 favorites out of these sure. movies. And what I'd like to do eventually as the you know, weeks and, and months ahead come, we'll talk about individual movies. We'll perhaps rate them on certain things, you know, music, the cast, you know, how real this or, or the legitimacy of the story, how realistic is it, you know, how true to form it really is. Uh, so uh, those types of things, that's what we're looking to do. Um, and I'll just, first, I'll just say, uh, you know, how I came to love these movies um, you know, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't watching these movies as, as early as my guests were. Uh, one thing I remember Freddie, uh, as you're listening, um, I remember that big house that we had, uh, in college and it just seemed to me that Goodfellas was on TV all the time. Like whenever we we're just home in the afternoon, home from school, home from work, we'd sit down and Goodfellas was on all the time. And so we, it just, we, we became experts on the lines and the characters uh, and everything. And so things like that. And at this, this, at the same time, this is while the Sopranos was going on. And so I was talking to our mutual friend, Vav, we call him Vav for short, about two years ago. And we were talking about the Sopranos and Goodfellas and all these funny movies. And I just had the idea and I was saying, you know, we have to rewatch all these movies. Like these are such great movies. We need some guy bonding time. We need like a guy movie club where we will watch all these movies together. And, you know, so Vav and I, we watched a couple of these movies. And then after a couple months, I remember thinking, hey, Freddie really loves these movies. Like he, you know, I remember watching The Sopranos with Freddie, like Fred, Freddie, I think you remember we were watching one of these episodes in my parents' basement. And I think it was the episode where it was Vito with the Johnny cakes. And I remember later that day when you were gone my dad made a comment he was like hey did you guys notice the symbolism of you know the trains going through the tunnel after <laughs> Vito's with johnny cakes <laughs> so that i mean th those are just so those are the types of things i that popped in my head i was like hey we got to get freddie to watch these movies because he knows a lot more than we do and so not to belabor the point but you know that that's how i came to really love these movies and for me i love you know, I'm not, it's, it's really like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm not a huge fan of violence in movies. So it's, it's really all the, I think all the other things in these movies are so great, you know, just the music, the cast, the dialogue, you know, in, in some respects, the cinematography, just, you know, the history, I mean, you can learn about the history of the country. I mean, you can learn so many life lessons from these movies. And so, I mean, for all those reasons, that's, um, you know, how I, how I came to, loving these movies and you know because i have a big mouth and i love podcasting about various things i wanted to start a podcast about this and, and you know talk about it with people that uh, i know 
have, you know, the same, the same love that I do. And, you know, for example, like Vince and I, we were talking about the gold market. One of our podcasts, I just started asking him about mob movies. And, you know, we were talking about that for like an hour before right. we even started talking about the gold market. So um, I, I just, yeah, I just, I think it just, it can be really fun and entertaining to uh, talk about these movies and, you know, analyze them with people who really enjoy them. So I don't know which one of you guys wants to follow and, and talk about, you know, your own experience or why you love these movies. Um, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, so I grew up watching movies a lot. Um, I was the youngest of three kids and um, we grew up in the eighties and it was kind of the era of uh, go rent a movie on VHS at the store and put it in have it for the weekend. And so, you know, we played we played outside a lot, but a lot of what we did involved getting a movie at this at the video store and watching it over and over. And so, you know, that's kind of how we entertained ourselves a lot. And you know, if my parents could find a movie that we liked that would keep us occupied and keep us quiet for a while. You know, they would do that. So, I uh, grew up watching a lot of movies, and then <clears throat> kind of got interested in um, mob movies, crime movies. Um, because it was kind of this hidden world that I had never had any exposure to or seen anything like that. So it was kind of a glimpse into another world. Um, and, and, if, and it was a way to, you know, these guys always seemed so cool, a lot cooler than me. And so it was kind of a, just a way to watch, watch them do their, do their thing. Um, <clears throat> my earliest experience with mob movies or gangster movies was of course the Godfather as a little kid, my dad, you know, my dad was, was, obsessed with the godfather and he'd watch it over and over and i remember thinking <clears throat> remember as a kid thinking it was really boring you know because it's mostly talk and then talk interrupted with uh something incredibly violent or scary would happen like a horse's head in the bed or somebody gets shot and then it would go back to like talk for the next 20 minutes so i didn't i didn't really appreciate it, but it's only until i got older that i started to kind of really appreciate it in a movie that the first mob movie that i really saw that I really appreciated the the kind of the history of the mob or the inner workings of the mob was Casino. And I was 12 years old when that came out. And it was the first movie that uh, I really paid attention to and kind of learned and taught myself what the mafia was, that it was actually this real thing. And these guys, these the, you know, these weren't, you know, Terminators running around. This was actual uh, a reflection of real life, real history of things that happened in America. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, so from then on, I've always, I've always had a fascination with it, uh, kind of, um, a, a morbid fascination with it, with kind of the dark underworld, like a lot of people do. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then of course the Sopranos kind of solidified my, my love of everything mafia. All right, Vince. Okay. Um, Let's see. So I'm a little older than you guys, and um, uh, I'm Italian American. So I grew up, uh, you know, in terms of pedigree, I grew up in the inner city, uh, Italian American, and so it was a part of our culture, both good and bad. And so uh, there was a time when I didn't want to be involved watching those movies because I actually knew some people that were involved in the business. Um, <clears throat> my mother grew up with some of the people that were in those movies, uh, especially the Philadelphia people, I should say, not, not New York people. 
And um, uh, I actually was uh, uh, bounced on the knee of Angelo Bruno as a kid um, because of the relationship my mother had with him. <laughs> so, but... Uh, is uh, Sorry to interrupt. Is Was that Joe Pesci or Harvey Keitel in The Irishman? I forgot. Oh, that uh, it was Angelo Bruno and... Um, uh, I think it was, I think it was Keitel. I'm not sure. Like I, I yeah. yeah, it was Keitel. I think it was Keitel. Uh, but yeah, Angelo Bruno was, uh, Philadelphia had, a like basically two families, but I, without, we, we'll have plenty of time to get into that, but to give you an idea, like for how the interfaces with the movies from a young age, um, my household wasn't fascinated with it. Okay, my household was not all about mob movies. My mother, who had actual genuine close ties, um, uh, her neighborhood is where they is where their clubhouse was. Her neighborhood is where they met, uh, and and they knew her. And her best friend uh, used to work at a bar that they used to run book out of. So you know, I didn't know this until I was older. It was kept from me. But but in terms of the movies. It wasn't shown in my house, and and but everyone else in my family, and everyone else in that whole Italian American community, there was a a perverse fascination with it. So my upbringing was was kind of weird. Uh, my household was uh, devoid of the whole uh, mafiosa culture concept, uh, but all of my relatives, most of my relatives, had this fascination with it and and they were you know you go in and they all had the godfather movies you know they and then they had it's like they had you know it's like like the, like the couch they had the godfather movies that they never watched because they were brand new and in the plastic then they had the godfather movies they watched they had two sets of them um they had it all different ways one two and continuous and all that and and some of them and by the way this is repulsive to me as a kid because it was a genuine culture that I grew up with that I wanted to get away from. Uh, it was repulsive to me because in my household, it was frowned upon. So meaning we were, we were, you know, we, we were close to it. So it was, you don't want to be like that picture, picture the movies that we see now about, let's say, um, how was that movie uh, with uh, Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock. Crack movie in Harlem. Oh yeah, yeah. We actually oh, watched uh, that. Yeah. We watched uh, the um, um, New Jack City. New Jack City, right? Uh, so the whole New Jack City was about was about you know the older people saying you know you're not good for the community that type of thing. Well, my mother was one of those people. She wasn't the older person. She was just an adult. She was like, you don't want to hang out with those people. Don't be with those people. So, and so my household grew up kind of very antiseptic from it. And uh, but when I went over. Other family houses, there was like a fascination with it. And uh, and then I started watching the movies. I was older when I watched them. I didn't watch them when I was young. But what I did was I wanted to watch the movie. And my mother said, you can't watch the movie until you read the book. Right? Which, which and, and she wasn't doing it to be, she was, she was a stickler in education. But I think she was also doing it because, um, uh, the book has a little bit, has some subtleties that are different. But anyway, long story short, I went through, I became obsessed with it because 
my household was kind of like trying to eliminate the Italian culture to be more American. And so I went to those movies, specifically the Godfather movies, one and two, as almost like mentors. And, uh, you know, like uh, the, I ended up being obsessed with Michael Corleone for a while there. I had a, I had one Christmas, I demanded that I be bought a, uh, uh, I'm not even sure the type of hat, a bowler, a, a bowler hat, like he wears in Godfather 2. There was one, I'm, now I'm in college. I'm in college and I'm a freshman and sophomore in college. And there's a senior there. Uh, we'll just say her name is Elizabeth. And she's from Italy. She was, she happened to be Italian, but she's about 10 years older uh, than me. And, and uh, uh, we started dating and, and I went over her house as a passenger in her Corvette. Like she was like a sugar mama to me. And she put on the Godfather two, and I turned down sex to watch the movie. And <laughs> that was like that was it. I was that was the end of the relationship. But um, uh, <laughs> so that that actually happened. Um, uh, and then in terms of, in terms of movies, there's 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 a lot of movies that 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 appeal to me. But but like I'll give you some some real life parallels. I took my first wife to see Goodfellas when it was in the theaters. So I was engaged and uh, I didn't get, it was our first date actually. Uh, so that's where I saw that movie. And, um, and that, that movie kind of blew me away because it was very different than, than The Godfather. And then I kind of moved away from it when I got into finance, when I moved to New York and uh, <clears throat> I had friends in it, in, in, in Philly. But when I got to New York, I was like, All right, I wanted to be like totally white bread. So I did that. And then, in finance, people started talking about this show called The Sopranos. And I'm like, you know, what the fuck? You know, what's, what's that? And uh, so I watched it and I was actually, I didn't want to watch it. It kind of made me feel like I was going backwards. You know, it's like, it's, you know, it's leaving the ghetto type of thing. Uh, but once I realized there was no stigma to it and I didn't feel offended, you know, uh, it's like, oh, you know, you're painting. It did offend me. Um, I started watching it. And uh, uh, and from there, I started watching all the movies again. And uh, so a lot of the movies that we've discussed prior, you know, casually, those are movies that I started watching again afterwards. So uh, I don't I don't think I have the uh, the depth of knowledge or or, or the, the the recall, the total recall that you guys have, but uh, uh, I should be able to add a little color to it. Or or from, from an older generation's point of view. So uh, this sounds like fun. Well, I, 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 I don't sell yourself short just yet, but I'm just, it sounds like the timing of this is good because what, why, if this was 20 years ago, then you wouldn't have wanted to be a part right. of this podcast. Right, that's right, it's, it's exactly. Yeah, so for the lack, for the lack of a, uh, Real, yeah, for the lack of any transition, let's go into our top movies. And then also, I think we can also talk about, we'll talk about our top tens, but then also mention maybe a few, a few ones after that, that we didn't mention. I mean, Freddie, you were telling me about one. I mean, Vince, I know you, there's a lot of these more obscure movies that you have a lot of knowledge about those. Whereas I don't, I've just watched like the top 20 or 25. I haven't seen many of the others. Um, Freddie, I mean, would you mind going first and talk about 
what's on your top 10 list. Maybe say a couple sentences about why you really like the movie or maybe a paragraph or so. We'll yeah. start with that and then you can follow up with some hidden gems. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, my top 10 gangster movies, not specifically La Cosa Nostra, but that yeah, doesn't, doesn't have to be in, doesn't have to be in order. Yeah. So don't let just say one and then talk about it a little bit before you go to the next one. So the, the, the first one has to be not to be cliche or unoriginal, but it's just the, the way it is. The first one has to be the Godfather. Um, the greatest mob movie ever. I just, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can't, uh, I couldn't defend saying any other movie. So Godfather one, Godfather 2, those are the movies that um, I first right. saw. They, we, don't, we don't need to give a long explanation. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. knows about those. Um, those movies remind me of my dad. He watched those over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, <clears throat> he's probably, he's watching them right now. Yeah. Uh, Casino, like I said, Casino has, has a special place in my heart because it's the first movie that I really understood what the mafia was. And that this this was actually historic, uh, part of history, part of real life. It wasn't complete fiction, you know. His it, Godfather one and two are are <clears throat> fiction, but Casino is a true story. Goodfellas is a true story. The Irishman is a true story. So Casino, Goodfellas. I mean, Goodfellas is just so fundamental, just so so gritty, uh, down, just you know, street level type type of a movie. Um, <clears throat> Scarface. I, I I realize Scarface is a little silly. It's a little bit um. It's a little bit. What would be the word? Fantastical. Um, uh, over the over the top. But Scarface is still awesome. You know, Tony Montana is is pretty cool. I'll just um, say yeah. I'll say one sentence about Scarface. It's interesting because there's people who love it and then people who really don't like it. So that's why it's it's a real it's interesting. In that regard, I, I like it a lot. I don't love it. I'm not obsessed with it. It's not, it's not what I think of when I, you know, I, I don't quote it that much. Like Greg Ricker back in high school used to quote that movie all the time. And it's like, <laughs> we always think, haven't you seen The Godfather? Haven't you seen Goodfellas? And all he cared about was fucking Scarface. Anyways, um, <clears throat> The Irishman was, you know, came out what in 2019, 2020. And it was just a, what a, what a treat, you know, like, I had no idea that Marty was going to get the guys back together and do another just absolute classic. And it was an instant classic. And I hadn't even heard of it. Um, Ian Murray, a friend of ours from high school who also, we should have him on one of these days. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Ian Murray. Yeah. He's like, have you heard about this? I'm like, no, he's like, Marty did another movie and he got Joe Pesci to come out of retirement. And he's like, what? And it was a Netflix original. And, but I wanted to see it in the theater. So I looked around the only place that was showing it, in the theater on the big screen was the crest up in shoreline, which is this really ghetto theater that shows movies that have already been out of circulation for a while. Anyway, so I went and saw that with my, my parents actually. So the Irishman is just great. Just, just gold. Um, Heat was another one. Uh, super exciting movie. I love Michael Mann. Um, Heat's just cool. You know, it's just, it's just, just oozes coolness. Those guys are fucking cool. The, the, fucking robberies with the with the m16 machine guns and the ars and the ak's great greatest shootout scene yeah the ending the ending shootout scene just just great movie great movie uh the departed 
another great movie. Uh, I'm I'm Irish Catholic, so The Departed is is close to my heart. Um, like the whole Boston thing, um, you know, not not near the the very top, but The Departed is a great movie. We watched it the other night in Gangster Movie Club, and just reminded of what a great movie that is. Um, <clears throat> Public Enemy with Johnny Depp, another Michael Mann movie. Um, I love that. That's not mafia per se, but you know, crime. Um, I think Johnny Depp's a great actor. I think he kind of gets overlooked sometimes because he does so much that he he's he kind of saturated the market with himself, you know, where like take, you know, <clears throat> compare a great actor like Johnny Depp to say another great actor like Daniel Day Lewis, who is very, very choosy about what he does and only puts something out. I think Dan Day Lewis is might even be retired, but he's very choosy about what he does and only puts something out every couple of years. Dan, you know. Uh, Johnny Depp is constantly putting crap out, good, good and bad. But I thought The Departed was phenomenal, or excuse me, Public Enemy was phenomenal. I love that. I love the way Michael Mann does his movies. Um, <clears throat> quick side note: uh, Black Mass, I think, is also Michael Mann. Johnny Depp plays uh, Whitey Bulger, uh, which is great. We should we'll watch that gangster yeah. yeah. And then lastly, I'm going to say Donnie Brasco, another Johnny Depp movie um, with with Al. Um, just another true story about the mob and uh, kind of just street level, real gritty um, nonfiction uh, mob movie. Um, so that's my, that's my top 10. A quick shout out to American gangster as well. I love that movie. Are there any, um, cause I, you were met. What are some, what are some for you that maybe they're not like considered top 20 or maybe they're on the fringe of like mob stuff. I mean, <clears throat> there was something you mentioned about bonnie and clyde that that's new yeah, that could be interesting there's there's um there's this netflix original movie that came out two or three years ago it's called the highwaymen and it's with um kevin costner and woody harrelson it's on netflix you guys can watch it today if you want and it's the true story of these uh retired texas rangers that got called out of retirement to hunt down bonnie and clyde and uh, it's really good. And uh, I really liked it. Nobody's nobody really knows about it, but I, I think it's 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 pretty cool. And they're, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure everyone knows the story of how Bonnie and Clyde's big dramatic end where they got their car got machine gunned and the car is still in a museum somewhere. And you can go see it. But these guys, after hunting Bonnie and Clyde across the Midwest for like, you know, months, set up this ambush and, you know, Anyways, so that so so that's one. Another one, Jordan. I know you don't like this one, but I and I know it, it's kind of dumb, but I love it. Is Gotti with John Travolta? Uh, John John Travolta. People either love him or you hate him. I love him, um, and I know the movie's kind of silly and it's kind of dumb, and it's not on the caliber of like a Goodfellas or a Godfather. But it's another like. Oh, but it's great. You're good. It's personal. Good movie. It's yeah. another. It's just, movie like, personal. I like the mob opinion, movies yeah. that are like street level type movies that kind of show you that the inner workings of the day-to-day mob just kind of the boots on the ground just gangster shit you know I, I really really like that one um what else uh black mass i mentioned i liked um i like point break that's kind of a a silly movie but it's a it's a crime movie uh, i love i love those the the the, the ex-presidents i love that movie um <clears throat> i like uh collateral uh, with another Michael Mann movie with Tom oh, yeah, Cruise. That's really good. That's a great movie. <laughs> that's um, a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I could talk all day about this, but but let's um, let's let's move on to someone else. Yeah. Okay. Vince, maybe give your 
your two cents on some of these movies that Freddie mentioned. I mean, may, may I mean, we kind of know the obvious on a lot of them, but you're you're really good at pointing out things that at least someone like me doesn't know. I think I think um, uh, you know what I did. I mean, uh, I went through. I just I pulled up the IMDb their list of top twenty five while he was talking, trying to find it. Anything that just jogged my memory because there were different eras when I watched these movies. Like, um, I'll go through a couple of them, right? So there's there's Goodfellas. I'm not going to get into Goodfellas except to say that it is um, gritty, that it is realistic, that it does take the the any romance that you have. Uh, like, if you're in an Italian-American community and 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 your your uncle has two copies of The Godfather, you know, and, and everybody thinks that they're Don Corleone, well, if you put him in front of uh, um, Goodfellas, he's going to lose his mind because it uh, it makes it a lot more realistic, a lot less glamorous. Uh, so the reason I, I bring Goodfellas up is because the movie that Goodfellas, when I saw it, reminded me of uh, was a movie called Mean Streets. And Mean Streets was one of the, if not the first full-length movie that Scorsese did. And it was, I'm paraphrasing Fred here, but it was a gritty street-level Italian neighborhood mafia movie with uh, pop and rock music for a soundtrack. So Mean Streets is the uh, grandfather of Goodfellas. And it's not as good as Goodfellas, don't get me wrong, but it shows you the thread that Scorsese was working with in terms of the things he wanted to bring to the forefront. So I, I would have to say Mean Streets is in my top five simply because when I saw Goodfellas and I got a taste of reality, meaning uh, I saw that movie and I said, I was like, I was a little bit scared in that movie because there are people that reminded me of some of the people in there. Now I wasn't scared like, you know, but I'm like, that's so Can I interrupt you just for yeah. a little? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what a, a MOOC was? Did, did, did I mean, did we ever figure out what that meant exactly? That uh, scene, yeah. or to, tell us about that scene. They're in the but there's like a fight, and he it starts oh, by yeah. De Niro well, calls okay. him a MOOC or the other guy. Or in, in, in Mean Streets, in, in Mean Streets, um, uh, there's a there's a there's a <clears throat> a scene where they're trying to collect, they're all local mobsters. And one of the guys' uncle is the uh, <laughs> the local Don, right? He's probably a, a captain or a capital regime. And uh, <clears throat> they're trying to collect from this pool hall that pays protection uh, to the local guys. And uh, uh, De Niro and Keitel are on one side of the table with their buddies. And then there's uh, the, the pool hall owner, and I forget his name, but he was actually good in his scene. And they're in this pool hall, it's a low ceiling, they're in a basement, and uh, they're like, you owe us money. And the pool hall owner's like saying, I'm not gonna pay you, you're nobody, you know, you're, I don't care who your uncle is, I'm not paying you. And, uh, and then the uh, <clears throat> owner goes, I'm not gonna pay you, you're a mook, or you're a bunch of mooks. Now, I had never heard that word before. Um, uh, but when I watched it, I went, oh, that's very offensive. I don't know why, but it's very offensive. And uh, De Niro's like, you can't call us a mook. You can't call me a mook. 
And then he turns to Kaito and he goes, what's a mook? You know? So, so that's the whole point. No one knew what it meant, but everyone was offended by it. And uh, I think mook means um, <coughs> just a, a dim-witted person, but uh, I, I can't, it, it, it's a great scene because that movie was supposed to be Kaitel's, um, Kaitel's uh, uh, entree into the big time, but it ended up showcasing uh, De Niro. Uh, De Niro ended up stealing the show in that movie. But that movie is 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 worth seeing to show, not to compare to Goodfellas, but as a predecessor to Goodfellas, you could say, oh, he took that idea and he really developed it in Goodfellas. So I'm looking at it from a, from a, a, a director's point of view. Uh, another movie that I'm... Uh, a huge fan of, and I'm going to tell you the reason I'm a fan of these is because it's not going to be in the mainstream reasons. Like Once Upon a Time in America. I did not see that movie until uh, 1988. I was living in the Bronx with my aunt uh, in, a, in an Italian neighborhood uh, that, that was, you know, changing over. Uh, you know, it was like the League of Nations by the time I got there. And, um, uh, that movie fascinated me because it had De Niro in it and they were playing Jewish gangsters. And so I was going, I was still in a, I don't want to be seen as an Italian ethnic. So that movie made me realize that it was, um, that we weren't the only ones that were in the mob. Like this is stuff that really was close to home to me. The Godfather movies, obviously. Uh, Godfather 2 is more important to me, or at least I was more impressed by it because uh, the Michael Corleone character meant a lot to me. And I kind of fell in love with Al Pacino as an actor. And from there, instead of following Ma movies, I followed Pacino's career. I mean, I was like 74 came out. I was, I don't know, I was like five or something like that uh, years old. But when I, when I ended up, what ended up happening is I ended up following Pacino's career, Serpico. And, and then his career started getting really, I watched his movies chronologically and they started getting really bad. And, uh, uh, and then he disappeared, right? And then he comes back in um, Scarface. Now, you talk about like being a fanboy of Scarface. Well, I loved Pacino, right? I saw him in, in, in Godfather. I was like, oh, that's great. I love, you know, I loved his character. I wanted to be that character, right? You know, whatever. I was modeling myself on that as some sort of a, uh, a big brother. And, uh, and uh, then he did a couple other movies like... Uh, Oh, God, it was a race car movie. It was horrible. Panic in Needle Park, horrible. Serpico, really good, but not what I understood. I not appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, so he went away. And now I'm in college. And I have a guy, a friend of mine, his name is Buddy, right? And uh, Buddy was an elderly Jewish guy. I used to watch movies in the, the booth with him as a little kid. So he would take me into, you know, our movies, uh, he was a friend of my mother's. He would take me in, and I would I, like. I saw movies like, like, uh, I saw movies like Goodfellas sitting in the uh, the uh, the projectionist booth. So I had a really cool childhood uh, from that point of view. But anyway, he gives me a movie poster, and he knows I was moving. I was, I was moving away to college, and he gives me an original Scarface movie. I hadn't seen the movie yet. The movie just came out. So because he, but he, he worked in the theater. So he gave me the movie poster and I hung it up on my wall and I had it there for like two years. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh my God, P Pacino's back. And of course I was obsessed with Pacino and, 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 and I love that movie as well. And um, for all the reasons that we'll, that we'll get into. So that's, that's something we can, we can talk about. Um, 
Another movie you guys are going to mention, The Departed. <clears throat> that movie's that movie's really good. I'm surprised at how good it was. Uh, I actually was surprised. So you're you're going over your top ten? Sort of. I'm I'm, well, I'm looking oh. at IMDb. I'm saying the because you you've mentioned three or four. Okay, you could yeah you can uh, I'll, I'll oh, go no, and then you can you can go after me. But I'm just I'm just I didn't mean to interrupt. You can continue. No, it's right. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap. It up. Okay, but I wanted to mention a couple movies that are probably not going to come up in the top 10, but they are. A no, Bronx, no, that's good. That's good. Bronx yeah. Tale, because I identify with De Niro in that movie, except for the fact there's yeah. some scenes in there. Now, the, yeah, we wa we watched that last night, actually, and, and Freddie had never, he had never seen that before, which was surprised. Um, oh, really? I, I, don't, I don't think he enjoyed it as much as me and Vav did. I mean, I really like it. Um it was a morality so, tale, right? What you call? It? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. It's a mor morality it, tale. Yeah, it's almost like it was from the bus drivers. It, I mean, yeah, I think one of Freddie's criticisms, and I when I was taking notes and I wrote that down, is it is kind of slow developing. Like I've only seen it a couple times, but you know, the with the little, you know, the the really young, like when he's young, the main character. I didn't realize how much of the movie that was. Well, I guess I was thinking about Goodfellas. And yeah. it was like, oh, well, this is just like a little part of like it was it seemed like it was half of the movie, at least. And no, it's it interesting because the narration borrowed from Goodfellas. And there's also a scene where they like introduce the guys. I mean, it's not as legendary as the one in Goodfellas, obviously. But, you know, he's like the bartender is Tony Toupee. There's a the, yeah. just extremely obese guy, Jojo yeah. the whale, you know, Frankie Coffee. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I there are some it, it's funny how it how it kind of uh, copies Goodfellas in that regard. But yeah, you're right. It's more of a morality tale. But I, I think it was, I, I just, I think it's like the quality of the movie, I think is like really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's more of a cultural movie. Like, like the reason, look, put it this way. I'm not going to say that that was my childhood because I was younger than that. I wasn't born yet, but there's scenes where the father is telling him to stay away from those people. Okay. That, that's that's a definitive that's a very the kid the kid's got two fathers basically and the movie they probably edited out all of De Niro's good scenes to make room for the, the mob stuff but De Niro's father was like my mother you know stay away from those people but you have to understand like look I mean to wrap, I'm not talking about my, my movies anymore but to give you an idea of like the perspective that I came from and I, I can talk about it removed because I removed myself from it but we were playing in the neighborhood one time okay uh, and and in the eighties, the early eighties, uh, there was a, a local mob war. Okay, and there was a joke. We're talking about playing wiffle ball outside. You know, we're not we're not like you know punks or anything. And uh, one of the guys owned this. One of the I didn't know he was a mobster. Like I was so sheltered. And one of the guys uh, was found dead in a trash bag in an alley, two blocks from where I would play wiffle ball. And uh, and the older guys were like, they killed Frankie Sindone. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I was excited. Like, who's that? It's kind of like a sport, you know? And I ran in the house and I said, mom, mom, they killed Frankie Sindone. And I was like, like a fucking little gleeful, like six-year-old. And she was like, and she was upset. And that's when I realized I can't talk about that shit anymore. So I, I'm not trying to break it down. I'm just trying to say that, that when I saw, like, they didn't see those movies the way I, they didn't see those movies the way that we see them. Let's put it that way. Anyway, there's there's plenty of good movies out there. Pulp Fiction. But I mean, but your perspective. I mean, it's fair to say there's a, a many 
Italian people definitely had that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, The Sopranos was actually hard to stomach at first. You know what it's like when you're watching a show or you're watching, let's say you're watching a video of yourself, right? And, and you don't have, like how you were. I don't want to see me. I would watch Sopranos episodes and go, oh, I can't fucking watch that. It reminds me of blank. You know, it's like, it was like PTSD. But after a while, uh, it was fucking great. I love the, I love those. The Sopranos is the best TV uh, ever made, I think. Anyway, so there you go. I don't want to hog Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Um, All right, Jordan, why don't you go? Should I get into my list? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and of course, we can adjust these lists over time. So these are just not necessarily the best, but what I think are, at least for me, the top 10 favorite. And, um, okay, maybe I'll start with number 10. I have these I have these ranked. Of course. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then maybe, maybe there's a couple other ones I'll talk about. Um, for me, number 10... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this, when I update it, if we'll stay in the top 10, I have the untouchables uh, just because I like the fact it's a Chicago movie, you know, cause everything's de- everything centered around New York, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, I really like Ennio Morricone. I like his music. So, I, I mean, I like those aspects of the movies, really good cast. I mean, Sean Connery, I think he won an Oscar for it. Although his accent, you know, why is this Scottish guy in Chicago? Uh, you know, it's kind of unusual and, um, uh, Kevin Costner, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I, I, he's a great actor. He did a good job. I don't know. Maybe the movie might've been even better if there was somebody else who was more, more believable possibly. In what way? Like less, um, is he too famous? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it just, you know, I mean, well, I, I guess he wasn't a mob guy, but but still it just I don't know, maybe it's just the yeah, the genre. It seems like it's a better movie if it's someone who's more like in Bugsy, you know, Warren Beatty. It's like he's so like good looking that it's kind of and he's such a nice guy in general that it's like, you know, it's it's I guess off it would put, be off putting. Yeah, it that I mean it's like it's like when you're it's i guess maybe like a little bit less believable am i i don't know if i'm phrasing that correctly too slick, too slick? yeah just like a little too yeah a little too <clears> slick <throat> and polished. like too yeah too like just too polished and you know both of them have like a you know they're like a nice guy persona in real life and so it's hard to don't, don't you think goodfellas ruined it for all of us though because what goodfellas did that you're describing it makes the other people look you know it makes the other movies look a little bit too yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, you're, that, no, that's a really go good back point. And watch that's the a really good point. Go watch The Godfather after, watch Goodfellas and then watch The Godfather. You'll say, The Godfather is a great production piece, a lot of good acting, but I don't believe a fucking word of it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. After Goodfellas, nothing, nothing. And I, yeah, and I'm going to get to that. Um, so yeah, number nine, The Irishman. I mean, uh, talking to Freddie and also, you know, another buddy who's going to listen to this podcast, both of them were saying like this, this movie is going to age really well. Like it didn't do that great, at, uh, I guess, at the box office, but it's it's one that maybe in 20 years, people are going to look back and this will be like in the top five. Like this will be where possibly really close to where The Godfather and Goodfellas is. Um, just, I mean, I a big thing for me is the cast. And so 
to see those three guys, because I don't think those three guys have ever been in a movie. You know, uh, De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci. I mean, those are, that's like the Holy Grail or the Holy Triumvirate. I didn't even see that movie yet. I didn't see it. What? You know, I, I was protesting. I was like, they're too old. They shouldn't do a movie. I'm not going to see it. They augmented their faces. Plus, it was like during COVID. And I'm like, screw that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to yeah. yeah. shout out to shout out to my buddy, Dave Skarika, who's also, you know, kind of in our industry Vince. He's going to come on to one of these pods and he also, he has the same, he had the same reaction. But I'm prejudiced. So I know that I have to see it because enough time has gone by and I'm like, you know what? I really must be missing something. I should see it. So I'm going. <clears throat> you won't be disappointed. It's very, very good. It's yeah. very good. And it's very like historical. It goes through, it's the whole story of, the the mobs and the unions you know centered around jimmy hoffa um it's 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 phenomenal it's really phenomenal um i i I like how they i like how they the jfk like they showed that whole thing you know the mob helping them get elected um i wish i wish i I wish like that could have been a i know you can't make the whole movie about that but just because there were so many things that were happening in history around that time, but it's, it's, I mean, that's just a great, like that by itself would be a great mob movie, like how the mob helped JFK get elected. And then maybe, you know, maybe they killed him at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that, that would have been like, did uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character, like, I mean, he was talking about in the Irishman, there was, he had like a couple of quotes about that, <clears throat> about yeah, the mob like, lacking. Like, they're they were telling Hoffa. Who did he play? Who did he play? Uh, Joe Pesci pay, played Rusty Avellino, I think his name is. Or Russell okay, so Buffalino. He wasn't, playing, he wasn't playing Sam Giancana because he played no. the movie. No. So, okay. Russell. No, you're right. Excuse me, Russell. And so who did? Right. So Kaitel, who was the other? So Kaitel played Angelo Bruno. Is that right? right. Russell Buffalino. Right. You're, you're right, Jordan. Um. Anyways, they're telling Hoffa to. Um, after Hoffa got out of jail, he tried to get the presidents of the Teamsters Union back, presidency back, and their mafia wanted him just to quietly go off into the sunset, you know, spend more time with your grandchildren kind of thing, and he wouldn't. And they warned him, like, fuck off, and he wouldn't. And then Pesci says to Nero, you know, if they can kill the president, they could definitely kill the president of a union, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So it's, you know, who knows? I, I'm not a big JFK conspiracy theorist myself, but anyways, um, it's great. I, uh, Vince, I you won't be disappointed. It's definitely right. worth your time. Yeah, cool. and I like 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 you said, Freddie. I just think that will age so well, and to have those three guys in a movie like what and Harvey Keitel I mean, is in it too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean the yeah the cast is that's like when we're rating these on like casting music. I mean that might be the best casting of any of all these movies potentially. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and then. Okay, so after so those are two. So I have a lot more to go over. But next one for me would be a Bronx Tale. I know, Freddie, you're not the biggest fan of that. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's yeah, not, probably not in your top ten or top fifteen. But it didn't blow. Um, it didn't blow my skirt up. Let's put it that way. Well, I yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I I think it's it's really well done i think the like the performances by the cast i mean just the acting and the just the execution of the whole thing was really really good uh i just think the you know the life lessons 
Um, and it's, it's just not a, like, like that kind of story. They could have, it could have, they could have done it like a cliche way so many times like, Oh, well maybe the mob boss is like, he's like the bad, he's like the bad dad and he has like a good dad. But so there's just, I mean, I just think the way they did it. And of course, I mean, De Niro, you know, that was the first movie he directed. Um, you know, of course I love almost everything he does. And I, I like, and this is another thing I forgot to mention earlier. And I mean, I'm going to get to Goodfellas, but I like it. The, it, some of the end of these movies, and this is why the Sopranos is so great because they show what happens at the end, you know, Tony with like, you know, the last episode where he's, or one of the last episodes, he's in that safe house with his guys. And it's like, I mean, who the fuck are these guys? You know, everybody's like died. Who the fuck are these guys? Like these characters, we don't even know who they are. It's just like, you know, his crew is just a bunch of, you know, guys who are not like frontline guys, you could say. And so it's like that. I mean, that that's how this really ends. Like you, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of glory for these guys in the beginning. It looks so cool. They have power, but at the end, uh, you know, it ends really badly. I mean, it ends in tears for these people's families. And so, uh, the end of a Bronx tale, I know it's, it's kind of shocking and, and harsh to some degree how the, uh, I mean, I won't give it away for, you know, people who haven't seen it, but, um, I just, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think that time period is great. So, I mean, we already talked a little bit about that. I mean, anything else you could add to that, Vince? Or have we said it? No, 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 no. You're, no, keep, keep going. I want to hear your movies. Keep going. All right. So next one is, so this will be number seven for me, Once Upon a Time in America. So you talked about it, Vince. I love, I love these movies that are really long. And the, I mean, for me, the cinematography and music are really important. I love those things. And so for this movie, the cinematography and music are both really top level. Uh, Ennio Morricone, the composer for Untouchables, he also did the music for this one. And I mean, we watched it, Freddie, with our gangster movie club, but it's so, it's so long. Um, And I think, I mean, there's, you know, we'll do an episode about this movie and I'm sure you know all this, Vince, but I think originally he wanted to make it like two movies, like The Godfather. Yeah, he did. He did. And so they, and so, you know, Sergio Leone, who's famous for doing all those Westerns. And I mean, he was, it took him like 10 or 15 years to do this movie. And when he, in Europe, when they showed it, like it got a 15 minute standing ovation and then it got to the U S and people I know you guys know this. They completely messed it up. Like they cut it up to like a little two hour version and it just completely fucking bombed. I mean, excuse my language, but I mean, they completely butchered this in the U S and then it was actually Scorsese and his foundation in 2012 who like, they got all the old, I think it was like four and a half hours of footage. And there was even like 20 or 30 minutes of extra footage that wasn't shown. They, you know, his foundation, they restored that. And then they, they showed it at, uh, you know, con or cans, however the fuck you say it in 2012. Right. Um, so I just come out. Why did it bomb? 84. It bombed because they, it was a distributor or whoever, when it got to the U S they edited it and cut it like the U S version is only like two hours and 15 minutes. Right. And it, it was just completely is a completely different movie. 
And even like Siskel and Ebert, you can see on YouTube, they're talking about it. They're like, yeah, the original was really good. This like fucking sucks. They messed it up. Oh, see, I, I, when I saw it, I saw a full length, like four hour thing, even with an intermission. Was that, that that was in the theater? No, no, it was VHS. Oh, oh. so you, I don't know. know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I haven't seen the, uh, but it was, it was really long. It was really good. And, and every time I go back to it, I see it a different way. Like, like the most recent time I saw it and I don't think I'm going to be a spoiler, but in the end, when De Niro's character is facing off with James Woods, right? Yeah. All right. So that's outside of the mob genre there, right? But the, what you have is a guy, James Woods' character, who got out of the neighborhood and wanted to be a big shot. And, and, you, had, and you had De Niro's character, who basically is like, I'm done with this. You know, he kind of grew up. And there's a moment where he says, I want to make the really big money something like that. And De Niro pulls a wad of money out of his pocket and says, this is a lot of money. Meaning I don't need any more than that. Anyway, th- th- that was an ending that, um, that made you take, that made it transcend the whole mob movie. But the first half of it with the whole, you know, our guys are going to bust your union's guys heads. And you, I mean, that was great. That was, that was classic stuff. Yeah, like, and also there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, humorous scenes, just like some small, I got because Freddie watched it before. We he's like, hey, you know, there's something funny coming up here. And I don't wasn't there like the what's that scene with like the cop where they there's something like there's they like there's like a whore there and they extort the coppers. It's really funny. Like I Wait, forget. Which move, what what which movie were no, you talking about? Once again? upon a once upon a time in America. Oh, I don't remember. No, we watched that the other day, but I don't remember the No, no, once upon it, we didn't no, we watched that like a year ago. Oh. No, once yeah. upon a time in America. I say the other day. I mean, a while ago. Um, oh. No, I don't remember the cop horse scene. Um, or they I, like, ex- yeah, I. Um, yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's really funny. Um, what else you got, Jordan? What 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 else is on oh, your next? Left? Next after that, I have Casino. That's your personal favorite, Freddie. Um, that's it's kind it's kind of like Goodfellas number two for me yeah. obviously mm-hmm. but also i mean great cast in that movie i love the way that they use music i'm gonna um, show i want to show vince the uh the present you got me right oh, back. oh yeah go get that and, yeah and, you know doesn't doesn't that movie really pick off in the godfather the whole las vegas area i mean that's what that is yeah 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 low green era yeah. it's great yeah hey vince oh, the, um, the desert scene i love that so it's Jordan got this for me. It's Marty, Joe, Pesci, and De Niro in between takes in the desert scene, which is my favorite scene where he cusses him out for uh, yeah. you know going going around him. But yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's a great. That's it's on my wall. That's a great picture. That's very but, nice. Do you know anything about the lingo they used in that movie? Um, like what? I think it. I, I don't know. I think I don't know if this came from the Midwest, but like jag off. So instead of calling people like <laughs> jerk off, they're calling yeah. them jag offs. Yeah, I don't know where it came from, but I grew up with it. <laughs> oh, so that was a that was a that was a thing I, in the I, East I Coast. Think, I think it was a way. I think it was. I remember as a kid, we couldn't say obviously mother effer. Yeah. yeah. So at the age of like seven, somebody taught me mother humper. Not Mother Hubbard. And so I would say that 
and eventually my mother slapped me in the face for it. But but I think <laughs> was like some sort of a way to avoid getting in trouble. I've never heard. I, I grew up with it, but I don't know where it came from. Yeah, it's, it's just Joe Pesci's insults in that movie are great. And then he also like there's these two guys who are in the casino, like I guess trying to rob it, and yeah, because and Joe Pesci's, Pesci's like, <clears throat> excuse me, like. Look at these fucking two balloon heads, <laughs> like yeah. balloon heads. Like I've never, I've never heard that before. Right, right. So it's you think just they're gonna bang us out of two hundred grand. Yeah, right. Yeah, that movie was. Uh, <clears throat> I was saying that movie is like. Uh, I, I you know I can almost see Scorsese going, okay, Goodfellas was what we did to The Godfather with Goodfellas. Now we're going to do to uh, uh, Las Vegas. That's great. That was great. Yeah. Uh, what was so- great about that movie is that it was the first time that anyone did a movie that talked about the history of the mob in Vegas, you know, to my knowledge anyways, that yeah. at least centered on the mob in Vegas. And most people didn't know, you know, of, of the younger generation, my generation <clears throat> had no idea that the mob built Vegas, you know? Yeah. And um, so that, I mean, that was just so, so cool. And I remember when it came out, I thought it was awesome. And a lot of people, I remember people talking about it saying, oh, it's a, ri-, you know, it's, it looks like Goodfellas. It's a ripoff of Goodfellas or whatever. And that like, that's not fair. It's like, it's, it's Goodfellas is about like Henry Hill and those guys and Jimmy Conway and those guys in New York. Casino is about, you know, Sam Ace Rossi or, or Lefty Rosenthal in real life and, and Nikki, whatever his name was, you know, they're two different things. Yes. It's the same actors and the same people but like it you know if if i i thought it was phenomenal like yeah, they, no, they, yeah it, it's it's I, almost like goodfellas was a mob movie that had character studies in it but if you mm-hmm. go to casino casino was a character study movie framed around the mafia like i mean come on sharon stone yeah was it so that, hot. that wasn't a, an italian american ethnic girl but she had the same faults you know what i mean I really liked Casino for those reasons, you know, and, and my bias. I'm like, I'm like, like, you know, as a kid, I would identify with, with, uh, as a tough guy, I would identify with Joe Pesci. But then when I got into finance, I identified with De Niro's character. But yeah, with, okay, with uh, Freddie, yeah, say something about all the suits. Yes. So De Niro, <laughs> of all the De Niro movies, and there's, of all the movies that De Niro's been in, all the roles he's played, in my opinion, Sam Ace Rothstein in Casino is the coolest De Niro version of De Niro ever, in my opinion. Yeah. And just just so cool, like so put together, so slick, so cool. And there's this, he's got, if you notice in the movie, in every scene, he's wearing like a different suit, different, and they're they're like, there's these really loud suits and different pastels and everything. And there was this this thing on Facebook where it 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 showed all the suits he was wearing and there was like thir- there's like 37 different suits and so we were going to do a drinking game where we like we we broke up the suits and we like you know put them on cards and drew the cards and then whenever he was wearing the suit you had to like drink and anyways but yeah De Niro, De Niro in Casino is um in my opinion is like the pinnacle of coolness uh right. <laughs> in in my world anyways I and I no, love no, no, no. I well the yeah. cool thing about De Niro's character uh, for me, when I when I when I when I watched that movie, I was like, De Niro's character, he's untouchable because he's so good at what he does. Right. And so he can afford 
to be. That's why Joe Pesci fucking hated him. Joe right. could afford to be a little bit of a prima donna. He could afford to because there was a code. And the code was you don't mess with this guy because he's the brains behind uh, the math. He's the math behind what we do. And so, yeah. of course, he got to his head and he started doing the whole, you know, uh, the talk show thing. Yeah. You know, and, and I freaked him out. But in the end, in the end, they killed one of their own before they killed him. That's how. Right. And then there's a line in that movie where Joe Petcher says, yeah, and then, now I got to go out there and make sure nobody fucks with the golden Jew. Right, exactly. Like, he, in that movie, he seems very Italian because he's De Niro and he just he's he's Italian, but he's actually the character is actually Jewish. But he, it, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of anti-Semitic quotes in that movie. That well, are, De Niro's half Jewish. In real life. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's half Jewish, half Italian. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, never wait. knew that. No, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's either De Niro or Scorsese. One of them is half Jewish. It might be Scorsese. Might, I'm wrong about that. Um, call we'll it have to look that up. They're both yeah. from they're both from uh, you know I think Mulberry Street, Little Italy. So, uh, but that makes sense if you think about it. I mean, yeah. All right, Jordan, like, what you got? What do you got next? Well, the, just the last thing I wanted to say on Casino, like you know, you were you were talking about oh they can't. I think Vince, you were saying that you know oh he's he's so good at his job you know they can't touch him. I love the voiceover that Pesci is doing at the beginning. Like, uh, what is he saying? Like you know. He, ca- he was so good. He calculated the wind velocity on field goals. Like he knew if the uh, he knew if the quarterback's girlfriend was on coke. I mean, it's just like hilarious that that little voiceover of things that he was saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. So after that, okay. So this is one that not a lot of people have in the top ten. But for me, Road to Perdition. Like again, I talk about music and cinematography. This won the Oscar for cinematography. The music is really good. Um, so Road to Perdition, for those who don't know, I mean, it's actually based on a true story in Illinois where a guy, um, they end up killing his uh, his wife and one of his sons, and then he and his you know, remaining son, they have to go on the run. But it's so Tom Hanks plays that character. Paul Newman plays the mob boss. Right. Um, Stanley Tucci also has a small role. And so he's very and, – and I read that he's very sensitive to – portrayals of italians and that's why he's like never done a mob movie but like he felt this one was so good with the cast and everything that and it was more of a father-son story uh that he couldn't he couldn't pass up that opportunity so i i love the cast i mean it's just everything's executed really well uh again the cinematography like spoiler alert i mean i well i won't say it but there's one great scene towards the end um where you know Tom Hanks is coming, and then you know the mob boss with all his bodyguards, and it's just all black, and you only see trench coats and guns in the sky, and it's just, it's just a great scene, um, really memorable. Uh, and then there's also a scene where him and his son they're driving into Chicago, and you see like, um, you know, you're you're driving into Chicago over one of the bridges, and you know you see the huge buildings. And there's this great music playing while they do that. And then after that, it shows like, you know, everybody's walking to work, it, you know, all these crowds of people in the 1930s. And I just, I love stuff like that in these movies. And I mean, just the cast, I mean, Tom Hanks and Paul Newman. I mean, just, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's just a great movie. It's a great father-son movie too. Um, so, I mean, that's why I have it number five, definitely in my top 10. 
Um, I, have you guys, have you seen that yet, Vince? Um, no, I haven't. You mentioned it to me and, and uh, I, I put it on a list, but I can't seem to, when I hear about a movie the, the way that you described it, I want to sit down and make sure I'm totally un, un, uh, un, uh, interrupted. And I haven't been able to do that. So I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but it's, 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 it's up there. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. Any, I mean, I've never heard you mention this movie, Freddie, although you've heard me talk about it, you know, a hundred times. I like probably. it. Um, I saw it in the theater and, um, Oh yeah. 20. Yeah. Quick interruption. Yeah. Actually my, my dad took us to watch that movie in the theater. And at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't care for it at all because I wasn't interested in this genre. I mean, that was like 2002. So long. Yeah. Time ago. Who was the, who was the cinematographer? He's famous. He now, he died. He has since passed on uh, who did that. Um, was it Conrad Hall? Yes. That is yeah. name. I saw him. Um, I saw him speak at Chapman and I, oh, wow. I, had, I had a brief um, stint in film school in the early 2000s. And uh, I saw him speak about that. It was after he won the, won the, uh, the Oscar. Uh, but no, it's a good movie. Um, I like, I don't know. I like Tom Hanks and I think he does well in everything he does. I just, Tom Hanks in a mob movie. Just did. I just, I was never, it wasn't, on it. it wasn't, I mean, I thought he did really well, but I can see that. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, there wasn't, a, I mean, there was some violent, I, well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some murders in it for sure, but yeah, it's a little bit of a different, it's kind of more of like an, I mean, I guess it has more of an artsy quality with the, cause it's more of like the music and the cinematography really drive the movie. It, um, it, it, it it's a good movie. I recognize it, but you know how it is with movies, like so, some movies speak to you and some don't. Yeah. And it just, it never, it didn't, it didn't grab me, yeah. you know, but like, I recognize it's a good movie, you know, well, we, we got, we got to watch that in go. gangster movie club. So yeah, maybe it's on the just, list. It's yeah. on the list. Um, So that, yeah. So then after that, I mean, I have the, you know, three and four, I have Godfather one and Godfather two. I mean, I have not seen these movies. You can, everybody can make fun of me because I've not seen these movies as many times as everybody. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like Godfather one. Yeah, I like I like Godfather one better than two. I I don't know. Maybe it's just to to, to me it's that's fine. If I if if, yeah. if someone put a gun to my head and said I had to pick between one and two, I would probably pick one as well. Right, and I would pick two. They feel like I feel like they're kind of the same. They're kind of one movie, you know, <clears throat> one movie that was filmed with a two year break in between. You know, like they they feel so similar. Yeah. Everything about him is similar. It's like, well, oh. in childhood in the mid eighties or late mid eighties, they released and you could rent it. Um, they released chronologically, logical Godfather one and two. Oh wow! Okay, it was a special edition, and my this is the one that my uncle had two cover copies of. It was the chronological one, and the chronological one, uh, I watched it that way. The chronological one is the book. The movies are, are, are the two movies are not the book. And so when you read the book, you get a better feel for the flow of it. Uh, but when you watch the movies, the way, the way it's put up there, it loses something. And I, I, and I think it's just because of the way the cinematography was done. 
You know, I prefer two because I was infatuated with the, the Michael Corleone character, but I still prefer two now because uh, De Niro and uh, Pacino together is the trade-off that I'm giving up uh, uh, you know, um, Vito Corleone. Um, Marlon, yeah. I'm giving up Marlon Brando and Luca Brasi for uh, for Michael Corleone and uh, and the uh, young Vito uh, Corleone. Yeah, that's it. Well, real quick interjection here. What do you guys think is the single most gangster scene in the Godfather movies? What's the most just uh, just fucking ruthless, authentic, cold gangster? thing and i will the obvious answer here's mine the obvious answer is when in part one when michael kills uh uh Salazzo and and the police chief uh mccluskey that's probably the obvious answer but i think the the i don't mean cool in a good way but the the most just ruthless thing that they ever did was in part two when they drug the uh, senator geary knife the prostitute so that when he wakes up he has no idea what the fuck happened, and he thinks he fucking killed the prostitute. And then they've got him by the balls. That I think that that scene right there was pr- probably the most ruthless gangster thing in the in the whole series. I, I'm going to say there's there's so many of these scenes like you could almost put them on a bracket. Like that's actually something I was thinking. Like if we do enough reviews and we have like 32 mob movie gangster movies, we could put them on a bracket before the NCAA March Madness next year and like <laughs> yeah. have the have right. the public vote on them. But like that's yeah, right. there's because I'm you're you know I'm, I'm thinking yeah, it, it, Freddie, you're right. It would either be the horse's head or that. Yeah, right. yeah, or okay, I, yeah, for for me, I, or I mean, I, and then you still have the killing the the killing the four or five mob. So it's it's really tough. I, I defer to Vince on of, that. But, but the way he's describing it as as cold hearted and calculating, I, I I hear what he's saying. Like for example, the the horse's head. I, I'm I'm going to go with what what you're saying, Fred. The horse's head, great scene. You know, uh, uh, very uh, crazy. Uh, dramatic uh, way to get someone to do what you want, but the actual coldness on the scene, um, like for example, uh, there's another scene that you re- reminded me of when you said that, and that's the scene where Tom Hagen goes and visits Frankie Pantangeli, and he says to him, he says, you know, in the old days when there was a coup against the whoever, the Caesar, and it didn't go, what would happen? And, and, and Frankie Pantanji goes, yeah, you, the guy would go in the bathtub, he'd slit his wrist, he'd kill himself, everyone would save face, and his family would be taken care of. And then Tom Hagen goes, yeah, see you later, Frank. See you later, yeah. Frank. And, and I went, and I didn't know, what, see, I was too young. I'm no. like, like no. he killed himself. Did they kill him? My, my father's like, no, no, no. He did it. To, to make amends and to make sure his family's taken care of. So there's an example, I think, of, of Tom Hagen being as cold as balls, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's, he, it's, he, he's, Tom, he's my favorite character. Real quick, Tom Hagen engineered the horse's head and killing the prostitute as well. So yeah, he's my the, favorite the, character the, in the uh, Godfather. The, uh, the Irish, what do they call him? Uh, 
Wop the my uh Kraut, my, you, my Kraut Mick friend. The, the Kraut Mick guy was the, <laughs> was the biggest gangster of them all, and he was like the most like squeaky clean, like above board face of the operation. But yeah, so H- Hagen Hagen was behind the horse's head and the killing the prostitute and Frankie Five Angels. Right, he did stuff. the killing the prostitute too. That yeah. like this is all I had to watch multiple times to figure. I was like, wait a minute, that's a coincidence. Like I was a kid when I saw. It. That's a coincidence. My father's like, no, that's not a coincidence. They, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, they're not good people. Like I was constantly being told by my family, these are not good people. Like mm-hmm. I would like, don't be like them. So, so, but the, the Frankie Pantangeli thing, I was like, wow. He, no. Anyway. Yeah. There's, there's that. There's one other scene that I think is, is, um, is, uh, is, is okay. It's, it's really in the book. Uh, where, where De Niro's character, you know, young Vito, is, um, you know, when he when he's killing um, Finucci, when he has to with the gun and everything, he's talking to himself in the book, and he's he's basically saying to himself, "Why do I have to give this guy my five dollars? He's stealing money from me. He doesn't deserve." Like he's talking himself into killing him. He's talking himself into being a sociopath. He's like, you know what? So I think it's like the first person he kills. Like. Why would I, why should I give this guy money? You know, I don't, I don't, what, what right does he, and it goes from that to what right does he have to live? And I'm like, oh my God, it was crazy. But anyway, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, they don't show it in the movie, but it's in the book. It's kind of like how Michael went from being, I'm not going to be like my father to being a monster. So it's, it's anyway, uh, but Tom Hagen is probably, I think, hands down the, the ninja of, uh, of yes boldness you know yes i and just one more thing before i get to my top two i mean obviously i know you guys love this but the the insult that the film guy says to tom hagan the what was it like goomba guinea grease boldego wop <laughs> like he said like he he used like five johnny fontaine never gets that yeah. movie I don't care I don't how many guinea many... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Dago, guinea, greaseball, goombas come out of the woodwork or so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like four, four uh, or I'm five. I'm Irish. Well, tell, <laughs> let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> I love that. I just, I love that old sequence. You guys know that's all based on Sinatra, right? Yeah. Yeah. So everybody knows day, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Some people don't know it because it's been so long. Oh, yeah, quick, quick side note. I know, Jordan, I know you have, but Vince, have you heard about the parent, the movie on Paramount Plus called, or the series called The Offer? It's about the making of The Godfather. It's a miniseries. No, is it good? It's very good. You should check it out. No. Um, it's about how it got made and how hard it was to make and all the, you know, the, the mob was involved and they were. They were? You know, they were in this, they tried to stop it from being made. And, um, the producer basically went to, I forget who it was, but went to one of the mobsters and like sat down and like went through the script with them and told him the story. And he, you know, recognized what an awesome story it was. And from then on, he was in support of it. And that's kind of how it got made. So he sold him on it. <laughs> yeah. He sold him on it. Yeah. It's, right. it's good. It, it's, it's worth that. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's called the right. offer. That's good. That's good. So what's so, that? Okay, yeah. So my top two. So number two, I think you may have mentioned this, Freddie, in your top ten. But yeah, not technically a mob gangster movie, but an organized crime movie, Heat, 
Right. Um, I just, I mean, having Pacino and De Niro, I mean, the first time they were together on screen, I just, I think it's an incredible movie. It might be a bit too long for a lot of people, but it's based on a, a true man, story. Is that a movie? Yeah. It's a Michael Mann movie. Again, I mean, really good cinematography of Los Angeles. Like there's just right. some incredible shots. Um, and the other thing, okay. The, yeah. The cast is incredible. John Voight's in it. The guy for, I mean, with Dennis <laughs> Haysbert, you know, Pedro Serrano, he has a great little arc in that movie. Uh, Val Kilmer, uh, the guy who just passed away. I forget his name. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that. I, know, I guess what's the Freddy stepped away. Character? Who's the character? Uh, it's not Val Kilmer. It's the other guy. Tom uh, Sizemore? Yeah, Tom Sizemore, the guy who just, just passed he away. He just died the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to him. Uh, it just, it, it, there's so many great characters with little arcs. The guy, Wayne Grow, the, you know, yeah. the bad, yeah, the bad guy. I think I mentioned this, Freddie, but Wayne Grow actually went to prison for some marijuana thing. So he was there for like a couple of years. I mean, this is in real life. And the guys in prison were calling him a Wayne Grow. <laughs> I mean, that's how memorable he was in the movie. The, you mean the actor went to prison? Yeah, the actor went to prison for yeah, some, yeah. you know, marijuana thing in the late 90s or something. And the guys in prison were calling him Wayne Grow. Yeah. Because they I had would... all, all seen the movie. And I just, the, like, the way that movie, and I mean, the ending, not just the one ending scene, but the whole ending is just fucking great. You know, with De Niro yeah. having to make a decision of what he's going to do. You know, all the quotes about, you know, I can't take the heat. Um, you know, never what's the quote about something like god i'm gonna butcher it it's about you know if you have 30 seconds you know never, oh, yeah, like, no get attachments. Too, never get too yeah never get too attached to something you can't right. you know walk away from in 30 seconds uh something like that um but no it's just it's an incredible movie and like all this like all the small like the supporting characters have great arcs like there's they all have like great little stories I mean, i'm sure you've probably seen that vince oh yeah i've seen it. it's great it's great. Um, yeah, I, li I liked it a lot. I liked Pacino's character more than De Niro's in that. And I thought I would like De Niro more. But I oh, and it's it's yeah. Sorry to interrupt. It's also funny. I mean, Pacino. There's some like she has a great ass. You know, there's just there's yeah, scenes yeah. like that, and he's yeah. just like the way he's yelling at guys. Where he uh, there's some oh, and there's a, there's a great there, yeah. There's a great quote where Pacino's whoever she is, the third wife or the third ex-wife. Like the guy Pacino gets there and the guy she's banging on the side, like he's there. And, right, right. and so the, the woman says like, you know, you make me demean myself with Ralph here just to get closure with you. Like she's just, she's just insulting. She's just insulting, you know, like her toy on the side, like right, right in front of him. <laughs> just, I mean, there, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of humor in that movie. And that's Even Michael Mann, right? You said? Yeah, Michael Mann. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the guys from incredible. the 80s that, he's one of the guys from the 80s that, um, that as, as being a little bit older, he's one of the guys whose 80s timepieces actually held up. <clears throat> like, he didn't, that was him, he was Manhunter, right? Yep. And he was Miami Vice, the serious yeah. Miami Vice. He created that. So, right, exactly. So Manhunter held up, uh, you know action movies that actually held up.
you know. Um, that movie Heat yeah. has some great smaller characters in it. It's got yeah, that, um, that's what yeah, that's what I mentioned. It's yeah, got yeah. Danny Trejo's in it. Uh, oh, yeah. Ted Levine, who is Buffalo Bill from Signs of the Lambs. Um, it's got the guy I don't remember, can't remember his name, but he's the bad Indian in Dances with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans. Um, it's got um, Jeremy Pibbins in it. Uh, it's got that that Henry Rollins is in it. Uh, yeah. It's got that guy who's in fucking Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's got uh, uh, John Voight's in it. It's got the uh, Hank Azara, wow. who's the voice I- of. The- the simpsons it's got i i I love yeah i love john voight in that movie his arc is so great um and there's yeah just there's oh and and also the guy i don't think you mentioned it but also the guy who who screws de niro um who ends up screwing him and later in the movie de niro or he was on the phone afterwards and he's like who am i talking to i'm talking to a there's a dead guy on the other line like just like a chilling yeah just like a chilling line to that guy yeah um but yeah no that's and and i am gonna i have a buddy and that's his out of all these movies that's his favorite movie so for one episode like we're gonna cover that in depth as we are with a lot of these things so for me number one is you know i haven't obviously you can probably guess now is goodfellas and for me i mean i mentioned this earlier but of course the godfather movies are great but i just think they glamorize the 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 life as you can say, they they glamorize it too much and they don't show the real negative side and how this really ends. And I think that's the beauty of Goodfellas, but also The Sopranos. Like, that's why it's a great series. And I mean, even, you know, I was saying the same thing with Bronx Tale earlier, how that ends, you know, for the for the bad guys uh, in that movie. And so that, that to me, just the whole complete story of... <clears throat> when it starts out and basically what happens at the end, you know, Scorsese did that. And obviously the Sopranos, you know, as you guys know, was hugely influential um, or Goodfellas was hugely influential to the Sopranos. So for me, that's why I have Goodfellas at the top and why, I th- you know, I think if it's a Goodfellas versus Godfather, that's why I, I prefer Goodfellas. I think it's generational. And for me, it's Godfather. I'd expect it to be like, I mean, because good, I saw Goodfellas in the theater and I was like blown away. And even though I was blown away more than I was by watching The Godfather, which I saw as a little kid, didn't really get, you know what I mean? And then when I got it, I'd seen it like three times later. Goodfellas had a bigger impact on me. Yet Godfather remains, you know, number one for me. And that's probably because of, of some nostalgia thing, you know, like, but Goodfellas is a far better movie. Uh, uh, in terms of, I mean, you probably couldn't have made a Goodfellas back when they made the God. I bet you if you wanted to make the Godfather like they made Goodfellas, they probably wouldn't let him make the movie, The Mobsters. You know what I mean? Like he had to. Oh, that's that's a really good point. He probably had to make it a little bit a little bit glamorous because the book was not glamorous, and I'm not saying it was it wasn't gritty. The book wasn't gritty. The book was about perversion of stoic philosophy you know like uh it is what it is but they weren't talking like dummies but you know it was very like machiavelli you know very intellectual machiavelli coupled with <clears throat> luca brasi he was a heroin addict he was scared of no one and you know and, and that type of stuff and then he killed his son like you're like oh my god like this book was 
it was it was a, a template of sociopaths. But the movie was <clears throat> not as frightening. I think now that that's because, that's why my mother wanted me to see the, read the book first because the movie was you know uh, a little bit. Like, you can't make a Goodfellas back then, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Jordan, have and you so, read The Godfather? No, I have not. It's, I, th- I think you should. It's pretty good. It's, it's a real page turner. You won't, um, I don't yeah. think you won't regret it. Yeah, and and it won't, t- it won't like, it won't take away from the movie. The movie was that good, in my opinion, in terms of <clears throat> re- recreating the vibe, but not the uh, details. Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess, you know, one's that not on my list that I don't think I've watched it front to back, but the HBO Gotti movie, which, you know, we are going to watch it with Gangster Movie Club. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finally get the DVD, Freddy. But there are some people who, for them, it's like, yeah, that that is like really... Really? Should be should be near the top. Have is you that seen the, that? the Travolta movie? They, no, no, not the Travolta one that Freddy loves. It's not that one. Uh-huh. It's... Yeah. No, this this is completely. This was done in the '90s. Like Armand Asante plays Gotti. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of guys from The Sopranos who are in that movie. Right. Um, right. And uh, yeah, no, I'm ready. I uh, yeah, I've never had HBO, and I've always wanted to watch it. I know about it, and I can't find it. I can't find it for free on the internet. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the DVD and get it. You bring it. We'll watch it. But that. But I, I think that has a shot to climb up uh, all our lists. Have you seen that, Vince? Or do you remember yeah, it? You know, I did. I did. I remember. I remember Asante. And you know what? I remember. <clears throat> yes, I did see that movie. And although the movie doesn't stick with me, Asante's portrayal does. I do. Right. There's like a scene where he's hunting rifles and stuff like that. Uh, am I? Am I? Am I remembering it right? Um. Yeah, I probably hunting, and he's got a hunting garb on, and it's—I don't know—it's just—it's—it's. It's, uh, yeah, I remember. I remember being pretty good, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but but I like I like Armand the something. But there you have it. So before we close, one thing I want to—I'm uh, going to take away from this is Vince. You brought up a movie that I have heard of, and I don't know anything about, but I'm going to watch it because I got nothing to do tonight. Uh, Manhunter. Oh, I, yeah. I've never seen it. I've, I've heard of it. I know I've, I've heard of it in Michael Mann's repertoire, but I've never seen it. And I just looked it up. Um, what, <clears throat> is it good? Yeah, it's good. And, and, and by the way, I'm harsh on timepieces. Like, you know, the 80s, you know, the, the black lacquer Miami thing. I'm harsh on that. I, don't, I, don't, I generally don't give it a lot of credit. But this movie, um, and it, it's set in the timepiece. It's set in that whole 80s thing. Uh, it's not like it's not Miami Vice, but it's it's definitely 80s. You can tell by the synthesizer music, that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, it's a very good movie. It's it's um what's it about? Well, it's it's um it's about um well the main character is Jodie Foster's it's the movie that you needed to have before. It's it's I I can't describe it except I I need to see it again. It's detective work. It's you know it was, uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's about uh, Hannibal Lecter. It's about the same type of character that Jodie Foster he plays. 
He plays. It's it's really good. Oh, oh, that yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a prequel to Size of the Lambs. Right. That's that's what I couldn't come up with. Yes. It's, yes. Okay. Yes. It's a prequel to exactly Size of the Lambs. Right? Okay. And there's another. <clears throat> yeah. That like I remember watching that movie as a kid and going, oh, this is kind of cool. It's a crime movie, you know. And I was like all excited about murder and stuff like that. And then I was like, ah, it's an '80s piece, right? But then 20 years later, I watch. I'm like, you know what? Pretty good, and and and, and it holds up. It's like I, I think I think that the uh, the Science of the Lambs just lifted all the plot devices from uh, from from uh, Manhunt. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It's all right. I like it. I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out. Bring up Reservoir Dogs. If you're fans of Heat and you're fans of Gritty. That isn't Reservoir Dogs a gritty, you know what I mean? Like a gritty take on heat. I mean, not take on it, but you know what I'm talking about. Loosely organized crime, kind of like. Yeah, yes. I, ha- I haven't seen that. We uh, sure yeah. you have, Freddie. We yeah. Well, we could spend an int- we should we should devote an episode to talking about uh, Quentin Tarantino movies because that's a yeah. whole that's a whole genre in itself. Um, wow, where do we even begin? Uh, Quentin Tarantino is incredible. Uh, Pulp Fiction is is definitely my top ten overall favorite movies. Um, loved uh, loved Django Unchained. Lo- loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Anyways, I just yeah, one more those, thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, Vince. I don't. I, I just one no, more I just thing. Want I want to mention. Reservoir Dogs ahead. is the predecessor in terms of his. Right. I mean, I don't know film that well, but. I saw Reservoir Dogs when it came out, you know, and 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 it blew me away. I was like, I don't get it. Like, I didn't get it. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Like, it was not like any other movie. And so Pulp Fiction is like a mature version of that. So anyway, I mean, in terms of what he was doing. So his- what, what I wanted to mention, like this goes into, you know, that area of like other movies that most people probably haven't seen, but it can be part of this whole genre um this it it is a michael mann film um 1981 thief have you have you guys seen that i have not but i want to james Conn, right yeah yeah and so a buddy was telling me like if you love heat yeah if you love heat like this you'll love this movie it's a great movie i mean i saw it a long time ago it's worth seeing again yeah because he's going up he's facing off against the mob in that right I yeah I think yes. so. Like, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the the IMDb right now. Um, yeah, Dennis Farina is also in that. Yeah. Nice. That's a you know it's a Michael Mann also an '80s movie. Yeah, that's like Mann coming into his own that movie. Yeah. Yeah, this this looks pretty good. Jim Belushi. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we should probably yeah we should probably wrap this up. Uh, for, for today, I, I, I think we I think today. we're off to a great start, and um, there's so much I'm excited to talk about. Um, I feel like we could talk for a hundred days straight. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna you know gonna have a few other people on at times, and we're gonna you know guest review, stars. you know the guest stars. Yeah, we'll t- and we'll talk about a lot of these movies. Like we'll devote single episodes to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thank both of you. I think, I mean, cause both you guys know a lot more than me. I'm being serious. 
Um, and, uh, no, I just love talking about this stuff and it's great to be able to do this. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I want to throw at you. You guys should see, cause you mentioned, uh, Angelo Bruno. Did you see legend yet? Uh, uh, no legend, uh, like the old movie legend with Tom. Cruise? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Tom Hardy. Guy who oh, okay. Legend Tom Hardy. Oh, he plays 20. He plays. He plays twin okay. brothers, English mobsters. Oh, I see. I see. I love Tom Hardy. Oh, the okay, Cray, well, the Cray brothers. Yeah, I heard about this. The Cray brothers. It's new, right? Relatively new. Yeah, it's relatively what, new. But it's what's actually, it on? Like, what's what's it streaming on? Where would uh, I find it? I don't know. It's going. It's going to be in Netflix or or Prime. Okay. It's going to be. I got Netflix both. It's probably free by now. But I bring it up because Bruno's in that movie. Is it's good oh, worth wow. watching? Yeah, because of because of Hardy, and, and and it is it's known as it's a street level gangster movie in England. So the set, so we liked we all love Casino because it's in Vegas. Well, mm-hmm. this in England, and it's the same idea. Two brothers, one is violent, and the other's just uh, smart and violent. You remember the Monty Python, uh, uh, the Piranha Brothers? Yes. Okay. Remember that skit, the Piranha Brothers? One was violent, one used sarcasm. That whole skit is based on these guys in real life. Okay. Gray Brothers, Grayfish, the Piranha Brothers. Like, okay. Skit, that humorous skit is based on is based on the characters in Legend, and apparently, it's pretty crazy, like what they did over there. Anyway, so I'm sorry, I interrupted the end there because. Oh, good. I'll check it out. Well, I I think we should wrap this up, guys. Otherwise, we could talk about this all afternoon and all night, probably. My homework is to see Road of Perdition. We all have homework. No, no, the Irishman. Oh, shit. Irishman first. Sorry. I'm going to do do Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, How about this? I promise I'll have Thief, Manhunter, and Legend all viewed if you have Road to Perdition and Irishman viewed. Okay. Road to Perdition, Irishman, and I will rewatch Heat because you guys are really in there. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, it's like forgotten for me. The Road yeah. to Perdition, Irishman, and you, Jordan, you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, Jordan. I, guess, I guess that's my homework. Come on. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> right, exactly. I don't want to be. Hey, just- well, hey, that's, that's, you know, that's why we're that's doing your, this pod. Right, that's your homework. Reservoir I told dogs. you guys I haven't I haven't seen, I don't know as much as you guys I haven't seen as many movies. So what we'll do at, at how about this at the end of every episode we'll assign homework to each other. Yeah, everybody's got everybody's got their assignment. All right, I got mine That's right good. here. Yeah, and, and the in the audience in the audience can the audience can also. Uh, well, there's the review. They, there's they can, the review. I want to hear what you think as a first time viewer of of um of, of Manhunt. Right, I want to hear what you think as a first time view. I want to hear that because that's like that's like like virgin stuff, you know. It's like, oh yeah, that's a great first take, you know. Um, and Avia, and I'm going to watch Irishman and Road to Perdition. Awesome, awesome, yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll uh, yeah. We'll, we'll do this again soon. Yeah, I think we got to wrap it up. But uh, for the listeners out there, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, you know, some of you guys, you know how to contact me, so you could give me feedback. You know, Freddie, all your friends, you know, get get feedback. Vince, uh, we probably have some similar followers. Yeah. 
Probably get, not. Get, I'm the, I'm the outsider some, so far. Get some, get some, yep. yeah, get some, get some feedback, and uh, you know, we'll take all that into consideration. I, I think this was a really good episode one. So uh, we'll Thank have you. to, we'll have to do it again sometime very soon for episode two. Well, we have all to. Right. We've got homework. Right. Yes. All right. Thanks everybody okay. for for tuning in. Yeah, we're signing off for episode one. We'll see you for episode number two. Good night, everyone.